Praise God, brothers and sisters. I want to thank you guys for the opportunity to share a message with you. Uh, it's going to be the same sermon I already talked about on a Thursday night um, at our church. And Dennis asked me to share the same sermon. Uh, I really ask that you guys pray for me because it's going to be my first time preaching in English. I usually am used to reading my Bible in Russian and uh, preaching in Russian. So it's definitely going to be a challenge, but I'm going to do the best I can to get the message across. Uh, message that God put on my heart, and uh, I also want to thank the choir, youth choir, those of you guys that participated on Sunday, whoever here, uh, to be honest with you guys, it put uh, tears on my eyes, uh, it's been a while, it's been like, I don't know what, three, four months since uh, I heard a choir sing, like an actual choir, you know, and it looked like you guys did it with all your heart. And I was literally like almost crying when, you know, you guys, so God bless you guys. I really appreciate it. It was definitely a blessing for me. And uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't know if you guys going to agree with me, but with everything that we're going on uh, in the world right now, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, a lot of people are spending more time at home. A lot of people are... Uh, Spending more time sleeping. And you know, um, I realized that, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but sometimes you can call your friend, uh, maybe call your loved one or somebody you know, and then uh, you call them 9, 10 o'clock, and you realize they're still in bed sometimes, you know, because they have maybe nothing to do, no work. Maybe kids, kids are at home. They're not waking them up. So they're spending a lot more time resting. And... Uh, we, in our human body, we can look at the situation. We can maybe look at the person, at their eyes, at their hair, maybe the tone in their voice, and we kind of um, can make a decision. Hey, this person just woke up, uh, you know, and we can distinguish the, you know, person that just woke up and a person that's been awake for a while, you know. So in the physical world, we can really tell the difference, um, Unlike the spiritual world, uh, I think it's really hard uh, to figure out. You can look at the person and you can't really figure out, is he close to God? Is he spiritually awake? Or maybe he's sleeping. It's really hard to tell. Only God knows and maybe the person himself knows that he's not close with God. And today, brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you on the subject of spiritual sleep. I want to um, kind of share... A, um, a word with you, and if you guys can look at uh, Ephesians 5.14, we're going to read uh, about three verses, I think. Okay, I had them uh, written out, so. Uh, Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then who you walk, not as unwise, but as a wise, making the best of the time because the days are evil and truly the days are really evil right now uh, because you don't know what's going to happen and I want to um, um, at the three verses that we just read I just want to look at a couple things with you it says awake or sleeper and then later on it says arise from the dead so uh, it's interesting over here in the um, in the spiritual world, um, when a person is sleeping, Bible calls it as a death. 
So it compares sleeping to death versus if we look at the physical world, uh, uh, when we sleep, when we go to bed, we get re- re-energized, we wake up fresh from, for the morning, gives us strength. I mean, honestly, you know, I enjoy sleeping myself. You wake up fresh. You could be tired before you go to bed. And then in the morning, you wake up nice and fresh. And that's how God made it. And it's normal to sleep. But we see the two comparisons. The uh, spiritual world, when you sleep, it brings you death. And it can potentially destroy you. And then in in the physical world, it brings you life. It's like totally opposite, same word, but it brings totally different opposite meaning. And if you uh, uh, look up the word sleep, like a simple meaning, uh, I looked it up and it was saying it's when the nerve system is relatively inactive, eyes are closed, muscles relaxed, and then your conscience is fully suspended. So it's an interesting thing, again, if we look at it, in the physical, it's really good, you're relaxed, you're calm, but in the spiritual world, all these things are the things that can kill you and destroy you. When your nerve system is down, when your eyes are closed to the truth, uh, when your conscience, you can't really fight, you can't defend yourself. So as we see, it kind of really brings death in the spiritual world if a person's asleep versus staying awake and being alert and you know the interesting thing about sleep I don't know if I can uh, I'm gonna try to understand what I'm trying to say Uh, sleep is such a thing uh, that it really has no beginning to it it just kind of happens kind of like in a car accident uh, some people drive and then they drive too long and they fall asleep and then uh, they don't remember they either wake up in the hospital or they wake up in a wreck if they're lucky and they're still alive, and maybe it's a minor accident. But if you ask this person, he doesn't remember what happened. All he remembers is somehow he's in a hospital, somehow something happened. And the same thing can happen um, in the uh, spiritual world. It's such a smooth transaction, it's such a slow transaction that a person does, might not even notice that the sleep has begun. You know, a person can wake up when it's too late without knowing when he even fell asleep. And same thing when we're at home. If you're, uh, I don't know if this happened to you, maybe you read a book, maybe you were watching something, and you just kind of fell asleep on the couch. And it's the same thing. You might, like sometimes I ask my, uh, my wife, my kids, hey, what happened? I was reading a book. Do you remember what time I fell asleep? It's like 12, 1 a.m. right now. Do you guys remember what time it fell asleep? And it's one of those things, like I said, it doesn't, you can't really tell when it's starting to happen. You can't really tell the beginning of this spiritual sleep. That's why it's so important to be alert, you know, and be strict with yourself. And you know, enemy is actually looking exactly for an opportunity like that when you fall asleep, when the person is weak, when the person is hopeless and defenseless he can't do anything like we read earlier eyes are closed muscles relaxed conscious not working that's a great opportunity for an enemy to attack and just kind of take a full blow at us when we're defenseless we even look at the um if you look at the history like when i went to school 
you know, um, also read a couple books, other things. I remember, um, you know, when villages were attacking one another, countries were trying to attack each other. You know, they were not just attacking out of nowhere. They had a serious plan, and they were looking for exactly opportunity like this. They were, I even seen uh, and heard uh, when the villages attacked the people that were sleeping, there could be, let's say, like 10,000 of them, and the people that were attacking could be 2,000, and, and they will take him over and win just because these 10,000 people were sleeping at the time of the attack. So what I'm trying to say is our, um, our enemy is looking for exactly an opportunity like that when we're off guard, when God is not with us. And I also want to read a, one verse, Matthew 3.25. It says, But while his uh, men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds. I'm on the wheat and went away. We also see uh, the parable in the Bible as well. It describes the same situation. They were not trying to spread weeds when everybody was awake and alert. They did it at night when nobody was expecting it, when, um, when people were sleeping. And, you know, uh, I thought about it. Uh, you know, enemy is not going to attack us when... When Holy Spirit, when God is with us, when we are strong, He's not going to attack us. He's going he's gonna to wait. He's going to come up with a plan, and then He's going to attack us. He knows He has no chance when you're burning, when you're on fire, when you're with God. He knows you have no chance. He, he has no chance standing against God. He has no chance standing against Holy Spirit because He already defeated Him. And uh, I can imagine, if, uh, if you guys can imagine, uh, Samson, for example, he was a big man of God with uh, anointing of God, powerful man. Can you guys imagine an enemy trying to cut his hair when he's fully awake, when he's fully alert? If, uh, if you read, Samson killed a thousand people with a, a lion bone. So it's impossible but we look at later, we're going to read this down a um, little bit later. We see how, how he was destroyed by, uh, by sleeping. And then the enemy came and uh, took advantage of that opportunity. Uh, looking at the sleep, sleepers, I just want to bring a couple things up. Um, uh, if we look at the physical uh, world and spiritual um, I kind of came up with the three types of sleep that people are having nowadays. And it's just like my own, uh, my own things that I came up with. Maybe you guys have more options, you know. So um, number one, you know, there's those people that are just, uh, they're just regular sleepers, you know. They um, go to bed and they wake up kind of like the, like the five wise women, they woke up. They fixed their lamps. Nothing was a problem. You know, it was a quick, quick little wake up. So they're like a light slippers. You know, and the second people, uh, second sleepers, uh, you know, are the most, uh, I look at it as the most, like, the dangerous ones. You know, I want to call them people that are sleeping with a snooze button. I don't know if you guys ever experienced that. I don't know who created this great button that we enjoy a lot of times 
we press on it, it gives you 15 minutes, 15 minutes again. It's kind of like a cool thing. But to me, you know, and I'm sure you guys all experience this sometimes, you know, you press it and then you have to explain to your boss or to somebody why you're late and all these excuses over and over again, you know. And uh, I kind of look at it in the spiritual world, our generation. Um, maybe it seems like that to me, but it seems like people are pressing this snooze button over and over again. You know, you hear a good sermon. Maybe God does some kind of miracle in your life. God saves you. Uh, you feel his presence. And then, you know, you go back and press the snooze button again. You know, maybe another two months go by, another three months go by, then you come back again. And, you know, you're maybe too busy, you know, and it's always our enemy, of course, going to look for opportunity like that. And he's going to say, yes, you got time. You can do it later, you know. And I think these are the, you know, the lukewarm person. Look, I'm sorry, lukewarm people that are pressing this button to me is the most deceiving and dangerous thing to do versus even the third option which I picked is the deep sleepers. You know, they're, uh, those are the people you can't, um, you can't wake up at all, you know. Um, I even hear stories, maybe some of you guys done it, you know. Uh, we, of course, didn't do it to this extreme, but we also went camping, and we know which one of our family members, you know, sleep pretty deep, so we can, like, maybe drag him out of the tent or something. He's still sleeping, you know. I hear even my friends even told me they'll throw somebody in the water, and they still, like, wake up when they're in the water, you know. So there's those people, too. Even though it sounds bad, I mean, those people are, we can say they're dead, you know, because they're fully spiritually asleep. But for some reason, it feels like the third option, you know, when God, you know, throws you in this water, you can fully wake up and you're not going to be just lukewarm. You're not going to be pressing snooze button. You're going to be fully awake, alert. And I feel like those people can serve God better than the people that are pressing the snooze button. That's why I'm thinking, and the Bible says the lukewarm, it's better to be cold. Even though it sounds harsh, better to be uh, cold or warm than lukewarm. So that's the most dangerous spot to be. You know, and uh, like I was talking about, uh, talking about it earlier, uh, you know, God can really wake you up sometimes. Like he'll throw you in a cold water and uh, of course you're not going to know why. But, you know, it happened to me a while back. I just want to share. Uh, it's like a dream I had, a really scary dream. And when I had it, I couldn't even figure out if it was. I'm sure you guys had some kind of dreams like that when you're actually not even sure. Is it, a, is it real? Am I going to wake up? Is this really happening? You know, and it kind of explains a little bit to uh, explains my subject a little bit. So I had a dream and uh, I was driving on a really popular road that I travel on a lot of times, and then uh, out of nowhere, I'm not sure what happened, all I see is that I'm floating away, you know, and, uh, and I can't figure out what's going on, and then, uh, and then later on, maybe I'm about three feet off the ground, I realize, hey, you know what, I'm dying, you know, and, like, me just thinking about this again, like, it, like it's still after, I don't know, it's probably been, like, seven, nine years. I can't really remember. I mean, it's got to be at least nine. And it's still, like, if I remember that, it's still so fresh in my memory. 
So when I'm floating away and uh, first thing is kind of like you guys may be seeing maybe on TV. It happened exactly like that. Flashes start going through my head. Uh, everything seemed such a, uh, so funny that I was like concentrating. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I was like, I was really into football, American football, like Seahawks was everything to me. So at that moment, it kind of flashed by. And to me, it seemed so weird. Are you serious? I, sw- I traded my eternal life for some silly thing like that. You know, and a whole bunch of other things were flying in my mind. And I was hopeless. I was, I was yelling out to God because I know I wasn't, I was one of those lukewarm people. And I know I wasn't going to the right spot for some reason. There was a fight. There was like a war going on in my head. I was trying to, you know, put in some last words. God, I'm one foot away from my body. I'm technically still in a body. Please forgive me. But I realized that it's, it's already too late. I'm taking off. And I, was, I kept lifting. And I just kept like, kind of like, it was almost like you were... Uh, defending it was like a war going on where you going so I was fighting you know and trying to say what I did good and I just remembered it was just the whole world seemed like a joke nobody you're so helpless nobody can help you this is it you don't get a second chance you don't get to you know be reborn again in this human body this is it you know and I woke up uh, like I tell you my heart was like you know pounding it was jumping out I got on my knees, you know, and, uh, you know, I prayed, and I, you know, I, that moment for some reason, like I said, every time I think about it, every time I talk about it, it kind of stays so fresh, so that's, uh, and I was glad it was just a dream, you know, because people think they have time, you know, God really showed me, because I thought I had time, I talked to some people, and they're, they'll tell me, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm so young, got time. You know, but we see, uh, they want to talk about this, but I mean, I'm sad. A lot of people nowadays, a lot of young people, for some reason, I'm so sad to see this, are dying. You know, we've seen a lot of people, and it's happening. It doesn't matter uh, when your time comes, it comes. You know, and God really showed that to me that, hey, your life is in my hands. And the, like I said, the scary thing is that uh, I was young, I was driving. And pretty much, like, I didn't even have a second. You know, a lot of times you think, hey, if I see my death coming, I'll put in two words, two, three words real quick, and God's going to save me. But at that time, like we talked about falling asleep, the way it came in a dream, I literally had zero time. It was too late. By the time it happened, you have no time. It literally, the car literally in my dream hit me in my driver's. When I was floating, it hit me right in the driver's thing, and I had, like, not, a, not even a second at all to respond. So a lot of people think they have time. And you know, a question arises, why do people fall asleep? You know, Christians, people that know God, people that read Bible, you know, a question arises, why does it even happen? You know, when you know God is there, when you know He's with you, when you know He created you, when you know He's good, you know. And I uh, want to look at the, um, read Three chapters, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> that'd be a lot. Uh, three verses, uh, Judges, chapter 16, 18, verse 18. Yeah, sorry, I've written everything out, so it might take you guys longer to find it. Uh, so from verse 18, 
When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called the lords of Philistines, saying, Come up again, for he has told me all his heart. Then the Lord of Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She made him sleep under her knees, and she called the man and had him shave off the seven locks of head of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. Brothers and sisters, I want to look at something with you. Um, before Samson lost his hair, uh, before his strength left him, uh, something else happened that, uh, that, that kind of led everything to this. What happened is, it says in the verse 18, he had told her all his heart. And you know, brothers and sisters, a lot of times, we as Christians, as uh, people of God, a lot of times we fall because our secrets are exposed. I'm going to try to explain it. It's because our strength, because our enemy found out our strength, the enemy found out our weaknesses. He found out maybe keys to your hearts. For example, he found out if I used to pray in my prayer closet, my enemy found out how to keep me out of there. He knows exactly what we like. He knows exactly what kind of thoughts to send us to keep me out of the prayer room, to keep me out of reading Bibles. So all the secrets, the biggest problem is, uh, as far as I see it, they know exactly. Uh, he knows exactly how to work with us. Maybe some of us, he wants to keep, keep us working doing other things to every person, you know, you can look through your life. Every person has its own thing. I have my own thing. You guys have your own thing. But he, just like uh, Delilah, she found out his secret first. She couldn't tackle him straight on because she had no chance. When God is with us, you know, our enemy knows he has no chance. But when he finds out, our problems, and we are, you know, slowly falling into the spiritual sleep without realizing it. You know, that's exactly when he's going to attack us. Um, just like Samson, he lost his hair, and that's, um, he lost his power. So, uh, the question arises, uh, how do I know if I'm, you know, in this spiritual sleep or not? You know, it's really... Uh, really kind of hard to answer that question just like we talked about it that the spiritual sleep kind of happens when you you might not even know about it you know to me I just want to say the way I test myself is uh what's my prayer like you know with God you know when I get on my knees do I feel God's presence or does it take me you know 20 30 minutes you know uh do I ask God for forgiveness maybe for 10 minutes and then you still don't feel him, you know. Or maybe you're praying just as kind of as a chore every day, you know. So to me, it really, uh, to me, it really is all about prayer. If I get on my knees and I feel like God is with me, then I feel that everything's good and I'm fully awake. But sometimes when you walk away from God, when you get into that sleep, 
you get on your knees and it's almost like you don't remember you don't remember what the God's presence is like. You don't remember what it feels like to be filled with him. And it always for some reason takes, you know, when you walk away, when you come back again to God, for some reason, you know, it takes, you know, if sometimes of course you can pray for a person and you feel like you know, God and Holy Spirit can, you know, um, fill you right away. But a lot of times, especially with me, a lot of times, it, it really takes time. You know, you get on your knees and it's almost like you have to build the relationship again with God, you know. And, uh, and uh, also, I want to read another uh, couple more verses with you guys. Uh, it's going to be John eleven forty one. It's about Lazarus. So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he has said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. You know, I look at this chapter and I realize, you know, God, when he came to the tomb, if that's the right word, uh, and he didn't say, Lazarus, wake up. You know, he said, Lazarus, come out, you know. Um, when God opens our eyes and we're laying in this bed, you know, uh, if we don't start walking out, if you guys can understand what I'm trying to say, when God opens your eyes, if you don't start walking out, out of the bed, you're going to go right back to sleep. If you don't, if you keep pressing the snooze button, you're going to go right back to sleep. So my point is, when you wake up, you got to walk out. God is not, not just interested in you, brothers and sisters, to just be awake. Like it says, I don't know how it reads in uh, English Bible and Russian Bible about the, even the demons. I'm going to put in my words. Even the demons know the word of God and they fear it. So our eyes could be wide open. We could know what sin is. We can know the bad. We can distinguish the bad things from the good things. Our eyes could be wide open. We could be just laying in bed and pressing the snooze button over and over again. And brothers and sisters, I want to say that if we don't start walking out of this tomb, out of this tomb of death, you know, it might be too late. So uh, I just want to encourage everybody, brothers and sisters, to kind of, um, I want to say, examine ourselves and kind of uh, go over our lives and just realize what is my enemy you know our enemy has a plan like I said earlier he doesn't just attack us he has a he has a serious plan for every one of us for us not to enter the kingdom of God so we got to have a plan too we got to sit down maybe look over our lives, examine our lives what is my enemy using against me maybe not to be if you're watching a line maybe not to be at this youth service kind of realize what is he doing to me maybe i'm right now at work or doing some other things or maybe watching something or maybe hanging out with friends you know what is he doing to me that's keeping me away you know and uh my uh my call is to 
when we kind of uh, examine ourselves, when we find out what our enemy is using against us, so we don't just, when God, when God opens our eyes, uh, like I said about Seahawks, God opened, and I'm not saying, I'm not going to say like it's bad or anything. God opened my eyes and he's like, hey, you know what? You're spending so much time watching it. You're spending, and I'm just being honest with you guys. And uh, what, what's it called? And, he's, and, and God spoke to my heart. He opened my eyes. He just said, it's not for you. You know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. But personally for me, it was taking up so much of my life that when I, uh, God, of course, found a way, uh, like a good way to stop me for good. It, it was a lot of pain, but I just realized after that, I pretty much, uh, I feel like I have empty, I have, like I have nothing to do on a Sunday after church or something like that, which is like another scary thing. You know, when I stopped, they made me realize, and he was, you know, uh, so for me personally, he was using that against me. To keep me maybe away from church, to fill my mind with uh, all this stuff, you know, to know everything, to read instead of reading the Word of God. So, enemy was using this against me, and it kept me away from doing things that God wanted me to do. And I'm sure we have all our own things. And my goal is, you know, kind of like our enemy has a plan, to have a plan, kind of look over our lives, be serious, and kind of see what things that I can cut out of my life that will bring me closer to God. When, I, when you find out those things, brothers and sisters, my goal is so we don't just uh, know the truth, but so the truth will sell it, set us free. So when we find out what the problems are, so we start walking out of this tomb of death and we start getting out of this bed, maybe we have to leave some friends, maybe we have to leave other things, whatever it is. I'm sure everybody has their own thing. You know, and because like we read earlier, um, times are evil, you know, and our enemy is really tricking us. Even, uh, not going to scare you guys, but, you know, like I said, my dream made me realize that we're not even, it's not even a guarantee that all of us are going to get home, you know. He wants us to think that we have all this time in the world. You have so much time on your hands, yet we see like young people going away unexpectedly you know so it's god is good and let's be close to him and uh let's serve him let's pray amen